Hey guys, this is another episode of Learnings where I take notes and add my commentary on multiple hours of YouTube videos that I watch just for the sake of self-education. I often cover two or three interviews, seminars, etc. under the ideas of giving, getting, and the future where the two meet one another. I like to start typically with a weekly review, but I haphazardly planned out far more than my week and ended up not actually writing down that much of the plans. Not surprisingly, I did not have a very productive week, but I almost got two days worth of shit done today alone. Uh, now, I can say, and it's Saturday, like shit. Yeah, like, like though I'm actually like a day ahead right now. Uh, now I can say I'm feeling pretty good about everything, getting far back on top of my shit. Again, on my content grind, it has been pretty strong despite the productivity. For t- episode for episode ten of this show that I honestly fall in love I've fallen in love with creating and documenter and documenting I can't believe it's only been ten weeks. Wow, I'm so about it. I honestly don't really give much of a shit who's listening to it because I'm so like I'm so deeply into it. It's almost becoming like part of my soul, even though I'm a ginger. We don't really have those, right? I got a handful of videos in my queue, my queewee, that I (laughs) will be going through for special episodes like this one. So I decided to watch a four-hour video called Why Are You Not Successful? It's all a big seminar series by the one and only the legendary Jim Rohn, who was Tony Robbins' mentor for a number of years before Tony took the self-help industry by storm with his invigorating, energizing flavor and take on Jim's teachings and beyond. There's always a beautiful time when the student, or maybe not always, but when the student passes the teacher, unfortunately, sometimes the teacher has to pass away during the process, but I'm so grateful for whoever is listening. I have told many people about Anchor. If they didn't get it, I know they will eventually. It's a fucking cool app. I got a feeling there are all, there are going to be some solid takeaways for Instagram to see. Uh, I've been focusing, at least on this episode, I've focused I've been focusing a lot on Instagram and connecting with my audience there. It's Toucan. It's it's the underscore Toucan underscore Sam. If you guys follow me, I follow back. So let's get into it. I love doing these on Saturdays. Makes me feel very ahead of my schedule. By the way, it's 11 o'clock and I woke up at six and I'm like just about to faint. But, um, and I'm also probably like dying of starvation and thirst, but I'll do this anyway. Jim starts by saying what he wants everybody to get out of it. He said he wants them to get their money's worth, but also their time even more importantly because time is more valuable than money. I tell people this all the fucking time, but you know, maybe they'll listen if I tell them all the fucking money. (laughs) They'll figure it out hopefully before it's too late. You can get more money, but you can't get more time. Things happen. They don't just ha- they don't just happen. They fucking happen. There's no just. All you need is a mentor, really. Jim said there's a guy named Mr. Schof who taught him everything he needed to know to really turn his life around uh, to the point where, you know, he got on his own and he did his own thing. And, that, and this whole fucking talk happened. He said, you need to be sincere. He's like... If you're if you're if you're here at this talk, you gotta be sincere. If you're willing to spend the time and money, you have to be sincere with me. I'm willing to invest the time on top of the time I put into obtain these skills, these interests, ideas, thoughts that seem very valuable to lots of people and all that shit. Someday I'll have a fucking nailed Jim Rohn impression. Uh, I'm gonna be working on it throughout this episode. <laughs> he did say, however, that sincerely, that sincerity is not a test of truth. Truth can only be tested by truth. It can't be tested by sincerity. He said he used to get caught up in all the silly bullshit 
and he's like, I I just take the simple approach now. It's, it's This is what I do, honestly. I'm the same exact way. He says, if a guy comes up to me and goes, this happened to me, this happened to me, this is all fucked up, I don't know what to do, Jim, what do I do? He's like, I don't know, beats me before, <laughs> before this, by the way, he said some people change, some don't. He said there's a ratio almost when you see all these, these patterns and stuff. Jim Rohn talks about shit in the most objective, almost metaphysical way, uh, but he's talking, and his energy is very um, playful and interesting. Uh, he talks, he's talking about a variety of, of reactions to this sermon at a church or some shit. Some people found it very perplexing, and when you ask yourself why, it's really just because they were the perplexed. <laughs> and some people found it funny and mocked and laughed. When you ask yourself why, it's really just because they were the mockers and, mockers and the laughers. <laughs> the, perplexed, the perplexed were left perplexed. The, believer, the believers were those, those were the people the preacher was looking for when he, like, who he was trying to really preach with a sermon, the mockers and laughers are just going to continue to do that shit. There were some challenges he mentioned that would come up during the talk, one of which was being grateful for what you have, another of which is opening up your mind and being accepting of all the shit, basically not being cynical about it. When you're cynical about things, you just block everything that flows your way. If you can't learn about them, why would you get the best out of life? You don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> there's not as much entertaining, uh, er, there's not as much entertainment, he said, as there is knowledge. That's the third thing. He said, he, he was like, you gotta take notes. Today, this would be a totally fucking different story. <laughs> when I saw Tony Robbins in Philly on May 3rd, he barely mentioned anything about notes. He said at some points to answer questions for yourself, but a huge reason for Tony's success in his seminars or maybe concerts or whatever the fuck they are, they're very unique, is the fact that while he's teaching, he's showing people how and why the shit he says it's true. It's very hands-on learning. It's very in-your-face, come engage and learn. It's actually fun type shit. I'm convinced that if you don't take notes on a a lot of the shit that you experience in some way just with your phone if you don't take and read notes on them just when you have any time to kind of reflect the amount of potential compounding value that goes into your decisions you make and the actions you take every fucking day that you are ignore you're just ignoring is increasing as it is slipping away from your understanding of its existence and that scares the living fuck out of me that's what keeps me up at night I'll have a good insights episode, especially on note-taking eventually. I'm convinced it's the type of skill that can very indirectly but surely, uh, slowly but surely, double your income. It it can be that one skill that takes you to the next level in all areas of your life, obviously, it's including financial. He's like, I'm not here for the money as much as the stories I'll hear when I come back. Be a student, not a follower. Take advice, not orders. Take information, but don't let someone order your life. It's your life. Make sure that what you do is the product of your own conclusion. What someone says is just worth thinking about. Whatever else it's worth is up to you. But that's just something to think about. He says the personal philosophy is a major predictor of how your life will turn out. If some shit's wrong, maybe you gotta change your philosophy. It's your philosophy. That's worth blaming. Not the weather, not your company, not your family, not your height, not your race, not your weight, not your sex, not your gender, not the economy, not the stock market, not the government. You have a philosophy and you can control it. If you don't, it will be controlled by other people. We all have philosophies. That's what makes us different from dogs and cats and birds and spiders and alligators and lions and frogs. We think we operate on ideas and uses of our minds, of our consciousness. It's more than just instinct. Our brains are fucking stacked. 
stacked. We got layers of cortexes and shit. That's what makes us different. The goose only flies south in the winter. What if the south doesn't look too good this winter? Well, then you still suck shit, Mr. Goose. You still gotta go to the fucking south. It doesn't matter how good it's looking. Are you still gonna feed your kids if they don't look hungry? Of course. What kind of dickhead doesn't? Humans can't just go south. You can go east, west, west, north. You get to choose it. Now, that's kind of that's kind of a responsibility, isn't it? Well, you have some soil. You got some sunshine. You got some rain. You got some seed. Philosophy is what you use to convert those things. You use it to convert those things into values, ethics, assets, ideas, creations, economies, nourishment, goals, future, and schools and shit. It's crazy. You don't need a better anything but philosophy. And if you're blaming the seed and the soil and the rain and the crops and the weather and what you're given, you're just blaming everything you can't do something about. You're just blaming the past. You're just blaming what you can't control. What kind of kills a healthy philosophy more than anything is just just a few errors in judgment every day compounded. A lot of errors. Well, that's a lot of death to a healthy philosophy. He told a story about his dad and him a while ago. They were working around the house and they put in a new well. And at night, it was around 12 o'clock. He saw his dad eating a midnight snack. It was a graham cracker, an apple, and some grapefruit juice. Jim said no one in his family ever got sick. His daughters, his dad, his mom, his nephews, etc. An apple a day. But if it were a Hershey bar a day, that would be different. That would be worse. The health would not linger. And the philosophy would not linger. Just because disaster doesn't come on the first day doesn't mean disaster isn't coming. I was talking to a girl on the phone earlier, like this week or something. We were talking about teeth. I don't know why. I don't know how the topic came up. But later that night, I found myself looking up how to naturally whiten teeth. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a natural way to do fucking everything. Everything is natural to some degree anyway. But I'm talking some shit where you brush your teeth with more than just toothpaste. And all of a sudden, your teeth look whiter than Mitt Romney in a snowstorm. I'm talking whiter than white. I looked it up. And apparently, if you just use toothpaste, assuming you don't use shit for toothpaste... But actual high quality, I don't know what that is. I use Colgate enamel whitening, that white shit that feels really warm against your gum. I don't know why gums. I don't know why I started using it a few years ago, and I fucking hate mint, but I do it anyway because I guess I see the payoff. So I looked it up, and twice a week since I've been brushing my uh, since I've been brushing my teeth with toothpaste, baking soda, and black Hawaiian sea salt. I don't have normal sea salt, uh, but as it turns out, for the sake of my YouTube videos and health in general, I decided to use it to start washing my face every time after I shave. I'm convinced that most guys don't really wash their face. They just kind of rinse it with water. (laughs) Well, that's what I did. But after you use black Hawaiian sea salt, bro, holy shit, the smoothest ass ever. That's what your face will begin to feel like. Uh, like a clean one um but <laughs> i looked it up and heard about some from some reputable dental dental youtube channels that i was doing the wrong thing when i was brushing my teeth in general not like i wasn't i wasn't uh like doing enough actual cleaning when i floss i was doing too much brushing too much it was too hard which is actually bad for the teeth apparently so those can add up and now it's i wonder why now i wonder why actually now i don't wonder why i suppose i only smirk in pictures and edit my laughs out of videos it's very simple i don't like my smile and the most i can control about my smile other than my internal like the way i look at it is just 
is my dental health. What's wrong with my dental health? Well, I'm not going to let a dentist, <laughs> I'm not going to let a dentist in on that. I'm not going to let them determine it. I don't have a reason to unless there's an error in my judgment. But the error of my judgment is in, in, in not knowing what I was doing wrong after a simple YouTube search. YouTube search, that's greater, that's bigger. And it costs so much less money, time, and stress. It's almost literally disgusting. I am so grateful, by the way, that this video that this video is even up right now. This seminar was probably filmed in like the 80s or something. Someone in the comments said that he remembers buying it in the 90s on cassette for 1500 bucks. Now, what's the inverse of this whole fucking thing with the error of judgment? What's the opposite where the value of the part of everything it changes for the where's the part where everything changes for the better? This is actually this is called a whole new life. It's actually a quicker process than you probably imagine. It's only a few quick disciplines practiced every single day. And positive ones, obviously. I started this in January and holy shit are the only two words I can use to describe it. I literally feel the differences in my thought and mindset. If I didn't do that, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast or episode or whatever. You don't have to start with something big. You could start... You could start with a walk every day at one. You could start with a fucking apple too right afterwards. Don't ask for another planet. Don't ask for another country. Don't ask for another economy. Ask for another book. Ask for another seminar. Ask for another idea. He said, don't start with inspiration. Start with education. He's like, what if you have an idiot and you motivate him? He's not motivated to become an to, to not become an idiot. He's just a motivated idiot. That's why anyone who's strictly, who's strictly a motivational speaker and not a dynamic fucking industry shift business magnate in some form, not a very thought-provoking author, I think is just a complete waste of time to listen to them. Just because enthusiasm sells, what's the long-term intrinsic value that makes you really say, damn, I got more than a return on investment on that shit. I got 10x growth con 2017, the highlights or whatever, there's a transcript and all the talks from the entire fucking thing. It's literally an entire day's worth of material. 24 hours of, the, of some of the talks were fucking phenomenal. Grant Cardone's was obviously my favorite, but some of them were just motivational speakers. It was the fluffiest, dumbest bullshit I had ever seen. These people motivate you. These, they just do that. They don't educate you. After 20 minutes of watching a guy, I was like, okay, I'm motivated. Now what? What else can you tell me? Because that's actually worth my time because I got shit to do, bro. People who only are motivational sp speakers, I really fucking can't stand because I can't see the value, but I can, res I can respect them. They do public speaking with ease. They deal with so many haters. They can deal with the discipline of traveling and going to shows constantly. But what are we going to do? Just inspire each other to motivate each other or learn from each other and create something beautiful? Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, Eckhart Tolle, Dale Carnegie, Gary Vaynerchuk, Brian Tracy, Grant Cardone, Damon John. These people are more than just some kind of motivational speakers. Even Jim Rohn. These people are authors. They're investors. They're fucking thought leaders. They're salesmen. They're teachers, strategists in business and spirituality and life. They're all ridiculously smart. They have value that goes far beyond, let's do this. Yay. Fuck that shit. The difference between a miracle and a disaster is the difference between could, should, won't, and could, should, will. Do what you know and do it your best. If you don't do this, the seeds of your disaster are being planted by your errors. There's a measure for the miracles called results. These teach you a lot about your disciplines, attitudes, and philosophy. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be well, if you want to be healthy, study health. If you want to be wealthy, study wealth. If you want to be happy, then study happiness. Happiness is a study. It's a practice. It's an art. You don't postpone it. You design it. You engineer it. It's the same thing with wealth and health. He said. 
if you don't if you get your shoe shine i mean no one no one does this shit anymore for me it's like i just if i go get a haircut you get a shoe shine you look down you got one of the world's greatest shines i look in the mirror i have the world's nicest haircut that i could get on that day you you could pay him you got some change in your hand i pay her i have more money on my card for the tip or whatever do you give him one quarter or two quarters do i give her 20 percent or 40 percent i don't know what the percentages are he said that if two amounts pop up in one mind that mind should always go for the higher amounts and become the higher thinking person we pay the higher amounts and we become the higher thinking individuals money doesn't create happiness a father throws a dollar bill at his son though and he's like if you need the money that badly take it and get out of my life the father studied economics it doesn't mean he studied joy You've attracted what you have at the moment using the person you've become. To have more, you have to have you have to become more. Don't focus on problems, focus on skills. You get paid for bringing value to the marketplace, aka reality. It takes time to bring value to it. But adults don't get paid by the hour. You don't. We don't get paid by the hour. We get paid by the value we put into the time that we get paid. Like we get paid for value, not time. All you have to do to earn more is become more valuable. If you're paid minimum wage, you could be more value. You could be valuable as fuck, but you're obviously not bringing that value to the reality that is the marketplace. The reality of the marketplace is that you can't get paid more. You can't get rich by demand. It's easier to climb up the ladder of the marketplace and become more valuable, though, than it, to it than it is to wait for a raise. You gotta change it. You can't let the market change you. You gotta be proactive. And the best way to change is to work harder on yourself than on your job. This quote totally transformed Tony Robbins' life. He now is on his way to feeding over 1 billion people. Right now, he's at over 100 million. He's obviously getting help from all sorts of companies and nonprofits and shit. But he also owns like 31 companies himself and is very close friends with the richest and most successful people all around the fucking globe. And he has a net worth of over $500 million. This video is a, is of Jim Rohn, the guy who really served as the mentor that helped activate the turning point in his his life of that whole fucking thing. You can work hard as fuck on your job, but if you're broke as fuck, it's because you're not working hard enough on yourself. You probably know, if you're listening to this, you probably know so many people who are just broke as fuck, and they say they're really hard workers, and even if they are hard workers, they don't work on themselves. I find myself more effective at my job, to be honest, when I work so hard on myself, even harder on myself than at my job. It's not working hard in general. It's working hard on the right thing, which is easier because it's more focused and there's less bullshit to think about. Get on that that right track. Where's your right track? What is it? You can't change the seasons, but you can change yourself. If you were, if you become, you got to become stronger, wiser, and better. That's how you survive the winter. The spring is full of opportunities. It's full of days and chances. You can either plant in the spring or beg in the fall take advantage of the spring life is short at the longest learn how to nourish during the summer not protect nourish the garden kill the weeds give life like a mother take it like a father deal with the positives and deal with the negatives it's a blend of shit to carry around every day really you got to be able to think good and bad there's opportunity but there's also threats in the fall you need to reap without complaint It has been said that God looks at the inside of you. People look at the outside. So the best thing you can do with this piece of information, ostensibly, is to treat it is to treat the two of them the same way. If you have a healthy mind but not a healthy body, you got to put the healthy body to healthier use, or your healthier mind won't be able to live as long, as good, or as prosperous. This development shit takes so much time, but at least you have it. A wildebeest 
has a few minutes to continue to run away with its parents before it gets eaten by a lion like a bitch. Only a few minutes. We have lots of we have lots of time to learn. We have so many so many months, and kids just kind of figure out how to walk on their own. Mental development takes lots of time. Most people can't give you strong arguments as to their own personal beliefs. Actually, as parents, he says you need to get your kids ready to debate the great issues of life in the '90s. The previous few decades were spent before this talk happened around the topic of of communism. It belongs in the hands of the state. People say it belongs in their own hands. Communism says people are too stupid to know what to do with capital, so they thought you should take it all from the dumb, stupid people and give it to the all-knowing, all-wise state to let the state run everything and people show up every morning for their daily work assignment. He said that you'd fall prey in the 90s if you can't back shit up like that. I very low-key worry like a fucking crazy, insane Jewish mother about the kids of today. I worry about the world. I really do. A good way to get ready for this shit is to get a library and start it up. It's easier than starting up a business. In fact, I'm willing to bet that anyone who can run a a business with a successful startup most likely has a high-quality fucking dope-ass library that's still growing. If you live in a ginormous home and have a library, it's different from living in a one-room apartment like myself. But if I start cleaning out my closet and and put books in it and call it my library, well, I'm not a bookworm. I'd rather listen to audiobooks. But holy fuck, I have like over 130 books in my Audible library. Let your library show that you are a serious student. Here Jim Rohn starts talking about books that really changed his life. Not coincidentally, my favorite book of all time is the first one that he listed. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Then he mentioned uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, which I've also listened to. There's a book called How to Read a Book. That's weird. I haven't listened to this one. But apparently, the author talks about how to get the most out of the books you read. What's very important is balance. The first thing Jim Rohn says here is to balance is history. We need a sense of history. School isn't enough for that. I like biographies for this. There's a good book for it. It's short called Lessons in Hi- of History. I gotta get this one and how to read a book. Every time someone says any shit about a book, I get it immediately. I don't fucking care about the price at all, at all, at all. The story of philosophy is another one I gotta get that Roan lists. He says philosophy is next. He says the Bible is great for one as well. I have yet to read the Bible. <laughs> I was raised in a reformed Jewish community. He says they have two ledgers. Examples and warnings. Examples. Do what these people did. Warnings. Not what these people did. This is all I'm thinking about when I listen to biographies. Like, should I do this or should I do that? Like, like you learn what the most successful people of all time did. Why the fuck would you not want to learn about that? The more people like that, that you like Warren Buffett, like Einstein, like fuck Leonardo da Vinci, like Elon Musk, like Steve Jobs, Benjamin Fred. Like, dude, this shit is, it, it, it's crazy. But you gotta balance that too. You can learn about people like Gandhi, but you also gotta learn about people like Hitler too. How high a human being can go, but how low a human being, how despicable a human being can become. I didn't know Gandhi and Hitler had biographies. In these complicated days, you need some law as well. Law, economics, culture, sophistication. Keep a fucking journal too. Don't trust your memory. If you have an important thought, write it down. If you keep a journal, 
You read it on the downtime. Write in it on the downtime. I do all of this journal bullshit through a couple apps. One of them is called Perspective. My daily writing, logging, uh, gratitudes, disciplines are documented through this. Another is called Planner Pro. I mean, it's not exactly my journal, but it is most definitely a means of telling what I am up to. A Most of the things I'd write about in a journal are about those. The internet is also a good journal unless your account gets hacked and deleted. That's why you got to keep a external hard drive if you put blogs and vlogs and all sorts of other shit it takes up space you got to keep an xhd it takes just as long to capture a moment as it it's does to lose it my music is my journal my beats are my journal my creations are my journal what's your journal in mastering self-development or you know kind of treating yourself like a master student because there's no such thing as a master there's really just a master student there's something uh roan calls the five abilities one of number one is be a sponge don't miss anything learn to get from the day not get through the day commit yourself to this area you remember things that don't even happen to just you it's crazy whatever you are wherever you are be there let your mind and soul and heart take the pictures don't just take the selfies be the selfies. Don't be casual about things. Casualness leaves casualties. Number two is respond. Give in to the emotion. Let them strike you. They need to be educated like your intellect. If you create a, so a movie, a song, a video, a piece of art, what matters is that people experience it and don't leave the same way they came. The bigger the difference, the deeper your touch, the deeper your artistic impact. Number three is reflect. Go back over shit. Go over this episode of learnings. Listen to my shit twice. Really capture it. And I don't say that because it's my station, my music, my videos, my content. I'm saying it because of the reason I do it. The reason I do this show. It's for the two of us. I learned so much just writing all of these out. You know what the videos are. I say them in every episode. You can watch those if you want. Learn what I'm learning. Or listen to the episode twice. Or both. Listen twice. Let it sink more into the grooves of your mind. It serves you for the future. Take a few hours to go over your week at the end of every week. Reflect. Be like, what the fuck did I do this week? Capture it. You can't capture an entire week in one picture unless you can picture the week in your mind during those two hours. Those two hours may be a long time, but a week is much longer and you'll never get it back. Take half a day at the end of the month to reflect. I do this too. Take a weekend to go over at the end of the year. I just got into this time management stuff just this year. Uh, I'll do a special learnings episode on a particular video that uh, really, a more modernized version because the video is fucking old, uh, but it got me into time management and time management has fucking changed my life and my mind in the past four months like crazy. Sometimes, sometimes you can, you can reflect with a wife or friend or family colleague. It's tough for me to do these things with these people. It's not always easy to get in the habits uh, as, unless it's culturally, culturally in my experience or societally programmed into you. <laughs> when you reflect sometimes, you really... You really just need solitude. You can gather up today and invest it into tomorrow. Not just in terms of economics, but in terms of the family, the community, the company, the nature, and the church, the synagogues, the, the schools, the banks, and most importantly, you. I will take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. Hanging on one more year year oh my gosh i could i totally could have burped the word year is so not powerful compared to gathering up 21 years and investing it into the next year number four is act 
Do it when the idea is hot and the emotion is strong. Action, immediate, pronto, as soon as possible. In a couple minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, the intent, the emotion will simmer down to a point of zero. Every new discipline, every repeated action, it affects your other ones. Take a walk, it'll inspire you to get an apple. Get an apple, it'll, it will inspire you to get a book. Get a book, it'll inspire you to get a journal. Get a, get a journal, it'll inspire you to grow. All disciplines affect each other. Every lack affects the rest. Every new affects the rest. The, Key to diminish the lack instead of the, is to diminish the lack instead of the new. In the most independent country in the world, 5% are actually independent. 95% are dependent. If you invest in yourself, you'll multiply most of your retirement earnings and shit by at least like five. If you give that to the government, it'll be divided at the least by five. <laughs> most, most people who advise not to trust the government will probably end up trusting the government anyway. And they probably do now. Find out what poor people read, but don't read it. Don't blame what they blame. That's just the language of the poor. And the best you can do isn't at all what you can't, isn't all that you can do. If you do five push-ups and that's the best you can do, if you rest a little, you can do five more. Eventually, you'll, you'll end up doing 50. It's a miracle. But all you do is what you can. Rest as little as possible. Rest is a necessity, not an objective. He said he got the richest man in Babylon the same day he heard about it. Someone's like, does that make you different from most people? He said, of course. <laughs> That's the closest thing I will get this whole episode to any sort of Jim Rohn impression. Most people don't do that. He said nobody knows why. Some people do. Some people don't. That's the way it is. Number five is share. When somebody shares, everybody wins. If a glass is full of water, can more water be poured into it? Of course, <laughs> most people will say no, but people aren't like me and you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When he asked the question, I was like, I don't even know anymore, Jim Rohn. But he said, you can pour more into the glass if some is poured into another glass first. When you are full, you got to get more, but only when you give some first. Kids don't lack capacity. They lack teachers. And now this part is where, you know, he talks about goals. Ron was with his mentor, Mr. Schof, and Mr. Schof said, do you have goals? And Jim said, I do not. Schof said, I bet I can guess what your bank account balance is within a couple hundred. And he guessed right, so that got Jim's attention. Goals are your approach to the future. You can approach them with apprehension or with anticipation. Most people do it with apprehension because they leave their goals in the hands of other people. I work for my uncle, and you know what? My goals are too big for just my family, and I think he knows that. But they're too big. I'm not gonna show myself that. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna show myself that. Not them. Not the world. They, they'll see in the process. They'll watch it bloom. What are your goals? Who's watching? Who are you trying to show them at, to as they unravel? Your ability to design the future relies on promise. The price is easy if the promise is clear. If the promise isn't clear or powerful, the price is too difficult to pay. The price is the disciplines. The kids need to see the result of the disciplines. The top people in every area have written goals and most of the 1% carries the goals around with them. Decide what you want and write it down. Make a list. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to see? What do you want to be? What do you want to have? What do you want to share? What projects do you want to support? What skills do you want to learn? It's your own private list. Come up with codes and shit. If I tell my friends good afternoon, they don't tell me what Alexa tells me. Your goals are going to change. You got to change with them. They got to change with you. Set the goal to see what it'll make of you to achieve it. This is pretty profound. The most profound thing I told somebody all week was I was talking to like a businessman yesterday and I told him many people want to experience things, but the truest experience is to become the, the experience itself. What do you need to experience on your way to making this shit happen? Set the goals that will make something of you to achieve it. 
What will the goal make of you? Don't set them too low. Don't join an easy crowd. You won't grow. The expectation's got to be high with the demand. If you don't need much, you won't need to become much. The greatest source of unhappiness is self-unhappiness. In a dollar, you have 70 cents for your everyday shit, but give 10 cents for charity. Profits are better than wages. Saves 10 cents for profit. Jim knew a guy who owns a string of apartments. This man said that the most people leave the the apartments worse than before. He's like, what kind of a reputation is that? (laughs) Jim had that's what he asked. Leaving shit worse than you found it? Nothing you touch gets better. Before forgetting to turn out the lights, you know, forgetting to clean the dishes, not making your bed. This is where living a life of quiet desperation begins. Profit is for fortune. Wages is for, they're only for living. Uh, you know, save 10 cents for passive capital. Someone else uses the capital, you provide it, but and, and you're passive, but they're active. Let them pay you interest. Sounds like me to investing. The borrower is a servant to the lender is what he says. Powerful position, the lender. Lend. Sell the car for more than you buy it. Leave it more valuable. Some, it's the complete opposite of the shit with the people in the, the apartments. Some people don't have enough money for this plan. A full dollar, a lot of people only have 97 and 1 and 1 and 1. And this, dude, dude it's, it's not your money. It's your plan. If the money is wrong, the plan's wrong. If you can't change the money, you gotta change the plan. What the fuck else are you gonna change if you can't change the money? Taxes are how you care about the goose that lays the golden eggs. He says, taxes are how you care about the goose that lays the golden eggs. Wouldn't you want to feed the goose that lays the golden eggs? Someone says the goose eats too much, and it's like, uh, duh, but everyone eats too much. No appetite should be accusing another of eating too much. A fat goose is is better than no goose. The government needs to go on a diet anyway. The goose does, and we do too. You still gotta care about the fucking goose. Some people love to pay their bills, reduce the liability, increase the assets. They pay more than they need to. They lend. That's powerful. The power is on the side of the lenders, the givers, the sharers. His last topic is on communication. He starts by explaining the powers of words. Apparently it's God-like. God said, let there be light. What if you don't believe in God? Jim Rohn seems to be a little bit religious about all this bullshit. Like, he talks quite a bit about religious studies in this. It's not as annoying as Jordan Peterson is with it in 12 Rules for Life. But I bought the book without any research. I just saw it a lot on the self-growth hashtag on Instagram. If somebody wants my attention, by the way, that's a really good place to find it. So, what if you don't believe in God? Well, if you are at a seminar, people are going up on stage. They're invited to share their stories. One of them finally comes up and says, "You and, and says you all shared your stories, and now I finally see. I couldn't before because I was blind to the truth, uh, but it finally dawned on me that I wasn't doing things in the right light. I was doing them in the dark. I didn't know what I was doing, but now I can see because your words created light for me. Turn frustration into fascination. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time. But that scenario when you're in traffic is more fascinating to me than it's frustrating. If you are talking to someone and they, lead toward, they lean toward the door, you gotta speed the fuck up because they got somewhere to go. Don't just read what you see, also read what you hear. Your kids aren't gonna tell you how they feel. If they do, they're gonna make it very obvious. It's easy to make a mistake in language, especially for men. This is almost un- like unavoidably biological of a difference between men and women. Women are, especially during social years, way more socially intelligent than we are. There's a difference between what's troubling you and what's wrong with you. A woman says it doesn't feel right. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't feel right. What feels right to you? Mama was the, you know, protector. It's hardwiring. Mama's awake first when the baby cries. Some wolves are so clever, they learn to dress like sheep.
words mixed with faith, love, courage, these are powerful, but the, but but like put more of you into what you say. Emotions must be measured. I didn't know this is doable. I actually wrote a line about it in my uh, scarcity or my samsara EP. He didn't specify. I don't think so. I'm convinced he's wrong. But I yes I will. Uh, a technician in my last job said, just keep waking up, man. Communication is really difficult for me. It's not exactly a strength in my personality. My personality is a lot more focused on creativity, sheer diligence, and conscientiousness. Caring for others, empathy, communication. Holy shit, this is a problem. These are not my best things. Disgust says, I've had it with this shit. Could be a bad thing, could be a great thing. Decision, goals. We went over this earlier. Desire. Sometimes it waits for a trigger, a song, a dialogue, experience, movie, paintings. You know, welcome these things. You never know which one will cause that desire. Re- resolve. I will. Nothing can resist a human that puts its existence on the line for its own purpose. Learn to help people with their lives, not just their jobs. If the if you work on the, on your gifts, they will make room for you.